Welcome to the Six Degree Podcast, the podcast where we grill our guests about the things that make them tick and find out how human connection plays a role in their life. I'm your host, Emily Merrill. Hello, and welcome back to the Six Degree with Emily Merrill, the podcast where we grill our guests about the things that make them tick and find out how human connection plays a role in their life. I'm your host, Emily, and today I'm so excited to have my friend all the way from Ireland, Neve Donahue, CEO and founder of Soundboard, here with us today. Neve, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks. It's so good to be here. Thanks for inviting me along. I am so happy to have you here, and I love that this podcast is now spanning internationally, so thanks for for helping us with that. Before we dive into the, the fun stuff, let's talk about your name. Let's talk about the spelling of your name. I'm so lucky because I met you and I was introduced to you and someone was like, that's Neve. So I put you in my phone as N-E-E-V. But phonetically, or when you see your name written, it is not spelled N-E-E-V. So can we talk about this for a sec? Yeah, absolutely. It's always good to get that out in the open, uh, in the upfront. I've definitely had situations with past clients where we only ever emailed and about like two years into the relationship they were like wait I've been saying your name wrong the whole time <laughs> so um yeah so phonetically me, that's like Niam yeah oh I get called Niam I like Niamaha Neem <laughs> I mean you know I used to when I was living in San Francisco I would um I wouldn't even bother saying is this Uber for Neve I would just say is this for Neem because it was just like, <laughs> all the time but um yeah so it's it's an Irish Irish name and it actually means saint and when you put in Ireland there's no V K or Z in the alphabet so M H in combination um is pronounced V so that's crazy so when you grow up in Ireland you don't learn I didn't even realize this like the A to Z alphabet that we learn in the states well so we do because our first language that we're taught is English so we actually do learn the English language but we have um we don't learn the alphabet in Irish but we actually have to do Irish from from junior infants from like five years old um and it's compulsory to have that is a subject right up until you like leave school so I can speak fluent Irish do not ask me to speak anything right now (laughs) I won't ask I'm pretty rusty I wish I wish that I could have um I could have stayed fluent but I mean you just never get practice in it but who, who speaks Irish and I, I mean always- it's it a lot like a lot of people um speak it like my grandparents like their first both like both sides of the family like the my grandparents their first language would have been Irish so yeah they would um a lot of people in Ireland, like it's our native language. So people are very proud of their culture and um, they like to keep it, keep it, keep it alive. And there are a lot of areas that still speak it and like our signs are in Irish. So it's definitely, um, definitely a a big part of our, our heritage that um, a lot of people are very proud of. That's crazy. I had I had no idea. I mm-hmm. and this is so naive on my no, so naive, so naive. <laughs> now, now, now I'm doubting everything. Um, I think about I've never really thought of Irish as being its own language. I just thought it had yeah. a, a an accent or a di- or a yeah. dialect or whatnot. But I do so quick history thing. So in Spain, I know the the Galicians or the people from Galicia speak um I forgot what it's called uh gosh the Catalan no no that's the east east side 
um, from Galicia, which is closer to Ireland, and I think came over from Ireland or like oh yeah, the Spanish Armada. God, yeah. I'm probably not the best. Person. I know the pop yeah. quiz. Well. I wish I wish I was really good at Irish or at history, but yeah, it's a Gaelic language, which is um there's the French comes from I don't know about I don't know about Spain but they're the French language um Scottish there's Welsh um Irish obviously and then there's another Gaelic language I can't quite remember what it is or which country it is but um they all come from the same remnants but then when Ireland got invaded by the British we were forced to speak English and um we were not there were there was the you know they abolished catholic religion they tried they had there was like plantations of protestant families like you know put into the homes of um uh irish families where they were kind of kicked out so it was pretty pretty uh aggressive time yeah which and you know like yeah so anyway there's there's that's a whole other <laughs> a whole other story. Our podcast is going to be the the history of ireland yeah i know we well, need to rename it <laughs> And, and I know well I was about to go on a whole spiel and I was like no because you know what I'm gonna say something wrong and then we've got this recorded <laughs> well, 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 well we'll do a follow-up or, or we something part two. we have to do part two and you have to you have to get me to do my uh my research before history lessons I love it uh well I'm so excited you're here so speaking of you know cultures and like Ireland seems to be a really tight-knit community and it mm-hmm. seems to be a place where um traditions are really passed down family to family and mm-hmm. I feel like there's certain stereotypes you can make about the Irish mm-hmm. traditions or, or culture yeah. too um sure. so how has gro- growing up in Ireland how did this person growing up from in Ireland make it to San Francisco and mm-hmm. how did you make like how, how did you motivate or inspire yourself to to make that change and cross the line yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, well, wow. So it's, you know, I grew up in a pretty small town in Ireland. Um, and I, as you say, like Irish culture is, it is very, very community based. Um, everyone looks out for each other. It's a very, just like, a. I mean, there's, there's a lot of stereotypes around um, being Irish and like the drinking and all that good stuff. But uh, we also do, or we're very, very well known around the world for just like kindness and like being a very welcoming nation. And I think you really feel that whenever you grow up here, but I grew up in a pretty small town and, you know, from a very young age, I always sort of, I was really, really hungry to like live in a city or, you know, I just felt like there was always some something more to explore um so as soon as I kind of got to university age I knew right away that I actually was like okay I want to go away I want to like be in a completely new environment and I went to, to college in Scotland and um but I remember like the process of trying to decide what it was that I wanted to do like pretty almost like I just find it really, really hard. And I remember it being positioned as like, okay, you're like 15, you have to choose your subject and like based on whatever you decide, like that's you, you're on a track, you have to, you know, pick a path and kind of stick on it. And it, 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 you know, I remember at that stage as well, like thinking, right, well, I want to do something that's going to make me money because I need to be like financially stable. And I remember it like looking back on it, it's quite a lot to put on a 15 year old, right? It's yeah, so young. 15 years old in the States, we have like till about 19. 
Yeah, it's it's kind of crazy. It's when you do your junior cert, you have to pick your subjects for the for the leaving cert. But anyway, we and we had careers teachers, and you know they they were doing the best that they could with the information they had at the time. But we were very much steered to go towards like government jobs or to go and do something that um you know was going to be stable and. For me, I personally was like very creative and I was, you know, I did, I did art and I remember bringing that to um, one of our teachers and just saying like, oh, like I really, I'm really, really wanting to do something it's going to allow me to be creative. But um, I was kind of met with this, like, well, artists never make any money and artists don't get jobs kind of um, attitude. And I think like for, you know, a lot of people that they were maybe basing their information on that we, we didn't like remember this is all like pre like internet like we were you're so limited to what you actually have around you like you're like that's kind of like the the that's where you pull your information right and um I think that was kind of the beginning of my sort of um the beginning of me thinking like wow okay you're so influenced by like your surroundings so I remember thinking right okay well if that's what it's going to be like um so yeah you're so influenced by your surroundings what I want to do is kind of like just get out of here so I can like see other things and see what's possible and I just always for some reason had this pull to go to America and go to the U.S. and I ended up working in an agency that um so I went to college, I did fashion communications. So I thought, right, well, I'll do fashion and you know that's creative. But there was photography and graphic design and there was because it was communications, I thought that that was, well, it's kind of businessy. So like, therefore I'm, you know, hit, hit, killing two birds with the one stone here. I'm like doing something businessy, therefore I'll be, make money and also get into, tap into my creative side. Um, but again, I just remember getting there and feeling a bit lost and thinking, well, what do I do next? Because I had interned at fashion houses, they pay so low. And, um, a lot of the places that I had worked were quite toxic environments. And I just thought this is not for me, but I was doing my dissertation on, um, uh, I was doing my dissertation on uh, like independent um, stores and shops. And I think, again, this like, all kind of comes back to like being from Ireland and loving this sort of like tight knit, like community based um, businesses. But I came across this brand, um, Everlane, which um, you'll know it's it's based in San Francisco. And I became so obsessed with it. But basically what Everlane is, is like a um, kind of like an ethical fashion brand. Like you can trace all the materials and everything that they make right back to the um where it was made and manufactured and also um it will or they have transparent pricing so I was like that is so cool like I want to be wherever it is that they're creating things like this and so I had started to do like an internship at this design agency and um or this digital agency and I ended up seeing that they had a an office in San Francisco like a sister company in San Francisco and I thought right well I applied to a job at Everlane and didn't they didn't even like respond to me because you know it's not like the easiest thing to hire someone who's based out of the UK but um anyway I ended up applying for this job at April 6th which was the sister agency and um, I got the job there purely because I just wanted to be near somewhere like Everlane where I thought right okay at least if I can be around these kinds of businesses then um that would be that would be pretty cool that that's such a cool journey and I I love Everlane too I definitely was obsessed with Everlane for a moment in 
time and that that's a reminder i need to go shopping there and buy some updates some services that i have so thank you nice plug brought to you by everlane um i wish we'll have to we'll have to call them out afterwards but i love that you were able to use that experience or that that research of a particular company as your north star in a way that the united states is a big place and to be able to identify a place based on or locate a city that you want to go to based on a company is, is a is a cool bridge um, to get you here. So then now you're in San Francisco, you're working for all of these companies. I know you've since left San Francisco and gone back to Ireland. And about a few months ago, gosh, what is it like nine months ago now that you started Soundboard? Yes. Yeah. We started it in, I think, yeah, June. Oh, June. Okay. Even less than, than nine months ago. So you started this, you know, we're in the middle of a pandemic and you're back in Ireland or back in the UK mm-hmm. and you're you're still working full time. Why did you create a community like Soundboard and can you describe to us exactly what it is? Yeah, so Soundboard is a platform to basically help people find mentorship. Um you know, the thing that makes our platform a little different is because we've almost like redefined what mentorship means to us. Um, and the, you know, I'll kind of take a step back on why we, why I created it in the first place, but it was because um, during my time in San Francisco, I was really lucky to meet some really amazing mentors. And I came back to, to I had lived in San Francisco for two years and I got really into this idea of like, wow, like I have been, you know, I'm really sort of progressing in my career because of the mentors that I have and the advice that they give me. And, you know, I became a lot more confident in the role that I was in because of my mentors. And I started to sort of like create this formula that worked really well for me um, to actually find mentors. And what ended up happening was one of the mentors that I had, she was building out her team and she asked the, she was, she asked me if I wanted to work for her. Um, and I ended up taking the job and what meant that meant that I actually moved back to London. Um, so the role was, was based out of the UK and London. So I moved back and, you know, this is two years since I originally moved over there and I, um, was talking you know you have the normal conversations like oh my god why did you decide to come back like and every single time I would have those conversations I would talk about well I had this mentor and we would you know she she wanted to hire me and so here I am and you know the conversation around mentorship would just start to naturally happen and every single person that I would talk to um in some capacity would say god I'd love to have a mentor like how do you get one of those like I really want to have one and because I had sort of built up this formula for myself, I remember, I just remember thinking like, God, there needs to be an easier way for people to find mentors beyond just, okay, sign up to a mentor program, but like actually build and develop the skills to sort of empower people to find their own mentors. Um, so then I kind of got my head, I talked to my cousin about it and she um, kindly sort of helped me uh, get things off the ground like we sort of got our heads together and you know I really just bounced ideas off her the whole time and ultimately that's kind of how we came up with the the name soundboard um this this idea of like an exchange of experience and bouncing ideas and that's um sort of how we got how we got started I love that I think that that question of how did you find a mentor 
it's interesting that that was a, a common question that kept popping up. And I, I love that lesson too, of like listening to these questions and seeing where they take you and following those questions. And like, who would have thunk that like a, a question would have led to you to creating your own company and, and starting, starting something completely from scratch. And what I love about Soundboard too is, you know, like the six degrees, uh, like how we do at six degrees, you do the curated matches and like there's such a diverse variety of people's backgrounds that are represented within the organization. So, you know, let's talk a little bit more about um, mentorship in general, because it is it is a hot topic. Like, how do you find a mentor? You know, we were talking earlier. How do you find a boyfriend? But like, that's hard but so is finding a mentor. And in a way, I feel like they, they kind of are complementary to one another because you ha- there's like an asking and a courting involved. So I would love your, your thoughts or any advice you have for someone who is just anxiously or excitedly looking for a mentor. Mentorship at the basic level, like mentorship is actually a very, very simple concept, right? A mentorship is a relationship and where you know, someone with more knowledge guides someone with less knowledge, right? Which is super simple. And I actually think that we've really overcomplicated that over time. I think that we've created, you know, we put people on pedestals, which makes us really nervous to ask them for advice. And, you know, you don't want to be impeding on like crossing people's boundaries and people just get really like knotted up and like they think about mentorship as a not everyone but they do think of mentorship as this like big scary thing and it needs to be really formal and you know you have to speak to that person who's like 10 years more experienced than you and they have to be the full package like there's no point in me having a mentor unless they're exactly who I want to be or they're on the trajectory that that I want to be on. And I think like that for me is like sort of one of the main um, hurdles that people kind of, that we need to get past. Um, And that's sort of with Soundboard, what we've done is we basically bring in someone who's doing something really brilliant in the world, right? This is kind of like the definition of who our speaker is. It's someone who's doing something really brilliant, um, which is essentially mentorship at scale. And then we have the curated matches, which is usually peer to peer or potentially with a a person who is that sort of 10 years more experienced. Right. And what we're trying to get people to see is actually that you, first of all, never have to actually meet somebody in person, like even actually talk to a person for them to be a mentor. Like if you have someone that really inspires you, like you can just study them. You know, the concept of mentorship was created pre-internet, right? Like we have so much information at our fingertips. And not only that, like I get so much mentorship from the people that are at similar stages to me. Like there's peer to peer mentorship and like that's becoming more of a conversation, which is really great. Um, But yeah, I think we need to sort of like go back to basics and remember what it is like, no, you know, we don't need someone to be the full package in order for them to be a mentor for us. Um, You just really need to have someone who has a little bit more knowledge and someone that you want to be like, like who do you want to kind of like emulate and if you're really nervous about asking that person, you, yeah, you should practice, practice run on your friends so that like it loses its power. And you just realize that actually there's something really nice about being curious. Like if someone asks me, Oh my God, and even so curious on like how you got started with the company, like I would never, um, be offended by that. Or, you know, I think that's a really nice 
flattering thing to do you know like just act curious and ask people what their story is like that's all that mentorship really is um I feel like so many people are so scared of the inconveniencing part of individuals and you said that earlier about like crossing boundaries I love that idea of just being curious but also not showing up empty-handed to curiosity like I've had people pick my brain and they're not like, I'm going to buy you coffee or anything. But then I got like a $10 Starbucks gift card afterwards for my time. And truthfully, that was like putting an extra deposit into my bank account where like, sure, this person can knock on my door again and I'm going to always open it for them. Because they've not that I want to say that they've bought my love, but they also, even though it wasn't an ex- a monetary exchange, they, they recognized my time was important and it, it, that it was valued. And they did something or they made a gesture to to model that or to, um, yeah, to, to show that they care. A hundred percent. And I think that's actually a really good thing to kind of call out. And, um, you know, you were asking me about like the culture in Ireland and, you know, how it was growing up, like the formula that I started to create for what worked really well for me was going, there was kind of three key pillars to it. Um, first was just being genuinely really curious about every person that you meet and that is every person it's not the person who is like you know it's like so impressive it's everybody has a story to tell and everybody has something that you can learn from so like approaching every relationship with that in mind like what could I what could I learn what could I take away what new perspective could I take away from this conversation um so that was kind of the, the first one. Second thing being um just being as willing to actually give um, as you are to receive, right? So again, I think this kind of goes back to like the Irish culture. The good thing is, by the way, when I keep saying this about Irish culture, it's all really learnable, like it's learnable, right? That's why I'm saying it. But it's going into anything with this intention to give more than you're actually going to try and get back. So for any mentorship or any relationship that I've had that's successful, I've always, always given more. Um but in the long run, like it's always paid, it's always, it's always paid off. And, you know, if you think about a mentorship is just another relationship, like what friendship do you have where you're the one constantly asking for favors? Like you don't, nobody wants that. And it's the same with mentorship. Like, you know, one of my early mentors, um, that I, you know, that really helped me get soundboard off the ground, um, this year, you know, I started volunteering at her events because I just thought what she was doing was really cool. Um, I ended up figuring out how to use Wix so that I could build her a website in order to just get access to like help her and see what her process was so remembering that these people like I probably do need help with something so like just ask hey is there anything I could help you with like always give something always 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 um and then just don't don't have any expectations on what you might get in return like just enjoy the journey I love that all the people who have asked me like hey can I help or can I volunteer I feel from the point of view of them wanting some, not that they want something from me, they want to learn something from me. I feel like then as their mentor, I'm more obliged to like go to back for them to find that next job and um, really to really curate them into the, the person that, that dream person that I know every company wants to have. And everyone that has worked for me as an ambassador or volunteer has ultimately landed in like a job that is better fit for them down the road but they learn new skills through us. And so I love that suggestion of like volunteering or if you don't have a skill, 
and you're interviewing even like finding like-minded companies that are smaller that i mean solopreneurs over here are always looking for an extra set of hands and you're not going to be doing a disservice you're going to be doing them a huge service and then also you're building that goodwill for them to be those personal advocates for you in the future so that's great right can we also you know one thing that's I'm a business coach. Um, I charge for, for in a way for my mentorship because there was, there did reach a level of people were picking my brain and I could help them to a, a certain extent, but energetically I could only take it so far. So that's why I started offering business coaching. But do you think like hiring someone in mentorship are similar? Or- yeah, absolutely. Um, so the other, actually, I think this is maybe a good, um, a good time to bring up the story that for anyone who's ever been to our events or anyone who I've ever talked to about soundboard, I always, always tell this story, which is the four minute mile, um, which is basically this story, right? Where Roger Bannister, um, he was the first human being in the entire world to run a mile in four minutes. And prior to that, human beings just thought that this was impossible to run a mile in four minutes. As soon as he ran it, and people saw that he that it could be done the following months after that there was like 30 people that actually ran the mile in four minutes I could be getting those numbers wrong but essentially like the main message there is just that all we need is someone to show us how it's done in order to think something's possible so even um so and the reason that I tell that story is because I had gotten to a point where right I've had like amazing mentors up until this year and then I wanted to do I wanted to find an easy way for people to find mentors right and I saw what you were doing at six degrees and I loved the format of the event so I was like right well I bet like I could actually create a similar format for the like for matching people with mentors and actually to be honest with you Emily you're my coach right you're my mentor like that's what I would consider is you being my mentor and actually at that point, I wanted someone to really, really just get so in the weeds with me. Like I didn't really have the capacity to also be trying to like, you know, make it an exchange. Like I just didn't have that. Unfortunately, you know, it's not in everybody's affordability to be able to actually um, pay for a coach. Like luckily I was able to save up some money and I could afford to pay for it. And I will say that it was a huge part of the success of like soundboard, just having someone to just say, show me exactly how you did something. And then I built so much confidence that I could do it. That for me is like really, really important. Um, um, And I do think that there's different levels, different types of mentorship. Like I do think that number one is use the internet, like see what you can find, really study people. There are the mentors where you can actually volunteer, you can help with them. Like you can you can spend time with them and you're not even really asking them questions. You're, you're helping them and you're learning through osmosis. You're seeing it to believe. Right. And then there's things where you've got projects and you just need to really supercharge like what you're doing and you want to actually get your, get your head down and you want someone to help you and show you every step of the way. And like, that's why I think that's why I think coaching is something that you should consider. Like, absolutely. And don't shy away from it. Um, so yeah. Oh, I love that. Yeah, I think that's that's such a good way of putting it. Um, 
And yeah, it's so fun to be able to help some also to be selfish, a little bit more selfish too, when you're paying for it, you know, you don't have to worry about that give and take aspect as much. We're like, I paid you money, cash monies now be, be my person and help me. And sometimes you need that because especially if you're going through something that is completely new to you, like you do need to just, um, you do need to have someone who is going to be a bit of a cheerleader and you've, you know, you've set, you've kind of like laid down what it exactly is that you need. And you have that person to sort of like help you, help you see it through. Um, which I think that, I think that I hadn't, you know, I probably, I don't know if I would have really considered it only that I knew you and I had seen it and pan out for other people. So I do think that that's like an important message that I would want to get out there is like, there's no fear and, and the get a coach and if that person isn't a coach just ask them hey like would you be willing to meet with me once a month um here's exactly what I would want to do and I will pay you for that time and I will pay you well because you know you spend so much money like going out and traveling and all this good stuff like if you really want to actually evolve and change and grow like you kind of have to shift some of that to to paying for coaching or you know paying for people's time because you know we're all busy everybody's got a lot going on Gotta love a pandemic lesson. I think that's a great one, right? Well, switching gears, Neve. um, So you might know this about me. A lot of people call me 20 questions because I am annoyingly curious. Exactly. I think very similar to you. I love figuring out just how, what makes that person tick and who they are. So I'm not going to ask you 20 quick questions, but I've got six very fast questions that I'm going to ask you. Okay. Okay, are you ready? Yeah, so. Great. Okay. What TV are you watching right now? I am watching The Crown. Okay. Well, what book are you reading? I am reading uh, Ramit Sethi. I will teach you to be rich. Great book. What is your favorite emoji on the phone? Uh, laughing face. <laughs> crying laughing. Crying laughing. Crying laughing. Okay, I love that. Uh, your favorite meal? Um, Indian curry, butter chicken. I love curry. Yum. Uh, tell us one fun Irish fact. I know you told us one earlier, but another one. Um, oh, can my Irish fact be about the alphabet, not having the letter? Sure. sure, that's perfect. We can bring that full circle. And then lastly, if you could meet one person and have dinner with them, dead or alive, who would it be? Um, oh my God, the only person that's coming to my mind right now is Heath Ledger. That's that's a great one. I love him. Yeah. <laughs> He's so wonderful. Yeah. Well, Neve, thank you so much for joining us today. Um, what is next for Soundboard and how can we find out more information about upcoming events and what's happening? Yeah, so um I mean we are doing a bit of a relaunch in January 2021. So um the best way to to kind of hear about our events are follow us on instagram sign up uh, via our website at www.yoursoundboard.online um but we are yeah we're really excited we've got a really good roster of speakers coming up next year um and anyone who's looking for moments of inspiration you want to inspire and be inspired you, you should come to our events it's just a really like amazing amazing um atmosphere And I completely agree, especially if you guys want some more Irish and Scottish and English accents in your life. (laughs) It's a a nice change from everything that we're we're going to in the States. Well, it's cool. It's good. It's, It's really fun. Good peeps. Well, 
Neve, thank you so much for joining us today. And for listeners out there, if you like today's episode, please make sure to share with a friend and give us a review on iTunes. That would be awesome. And thank you, Neve. And we look forward to seeing you at a, a soundboard event in the future. Take care. Awesome. Thanks so much for having me, Emily. Thank you. Thank you.